Welcome to the Bill Mitchell Academy's podcast with your host, Bill Mitchell. He's the founder of Bill Mitchell Academies and the purveyor of possibilities. Bill looks forward to sharing with you some of the insight he's gathered in his 60-year career as an entrepreneur, home builder, marketing executive, author, salesman, and coach. The experiences and thoughts Bill will be sharing with you have benefited him both personally and professionally. Bill hopes the information he shares with you will make your journey a little smoother. Now, here's your host, Bill Mitchell. 10 Steps to Wealth and Success All of us want to develop the ability that enhances our skills and relationships, both personally and professionally. And looking up the definition of ability, it's defined as having natural aptitude or acquired proficiency. Hello, my name is Bill Mitchell, founder of Bill Mitchell Academies. And I want to share 10 thoughts that uh, I've clung to over the years that I saw very beneficial in help, uh, helping people create their, their goals and complete their goals, develop the priorities and execute those priorities. You see, while natural ap- uh, aptitudes vary, no one's limited in acquiring aptitude proficiency. If we want to grow our abilities personally as well as professionally, I've listed 10 things to work on that will increase your opportunity for wealth and success in all that you do. Number one, determine your priorities, both personally and professionally. Visualize what you want. Affirm your ability to achieve the goals you set by setting specific priorities for each goal. When you visualize and when you affirm yourself, you've got a far better chance of bringing those into your subconscious mind and executing on them. You see, without goals and priorities, you won't know where you're going, and you won't know where you are when you get there. Think, uh, think Christopher Columbus. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know where he was when he got there, and he didn't know where he had been when he got back. Well, too many of us um, run our lives like that. Our ability to prioritize our goals reduces stress on everyone. By prioritizing, we can work on the important things when they're not urgent, thereby making better decisions than we do by working on them at the 11th hour. We all have 24 hours, but the most successful people are great at achieving their goals because they use their hours very efficiently and very effectively. Number two, bring those closest to you into your council. Those people that will be impacted by the goals and priorities you set. They can help monitor and they can help hold you accountable when you hit bumps in the road. And I want to assure you, based on my experience over the past 60 years, you will hit bumps in the road. Number three, maintain a positive environment around you. Avoid those who want to open, quote, rain on your parade, close quote. You see, life's filled with naysayers who won't take the initiative to be successful, and they don't want you making them look bad with your success. Number four, avoid becoming culturally or ethnically rigid or inflexible. 
Recognize your prejudices and work to minimize them. If you don't see any, you're probably not looking hard enough. Think weight. Think dress. Think body piercing. Think tattoos. Think facial hair. These are all things that we have uh, tall people, short people, uh, skinny people. These are all areas where some of us have prejudices that we just don't realize. And if you want to be in sales, you want to expand your market opportunity, not contract it. And believe me, our prejudices do show. One of the biggest prejudices I saw in new home salespeople was they would judge somebody by the way they looked when they came through the door as to whether or not they could afford the homes they were selling. Well, a lot of them got big surprises because the people that came in especially the new techies, the new millennials who had struck it rich on the uh, internet uh, could afford the whole community. So be careful about the prejudices that we, that we bring. Um, number five, acknowledge your shortcomings and work to correct them. And again, if you can't find any shortcomings, you probably ought to look a little harder. We're all good but we all have room for improvement. My favorite saying is you're okay where you are, but you are too good to stay there. Sometimes other people, when you turn to them, can help you see places you can go that you can't see. Listen to them, counsel with them. Number six, be time sensitive. Time is the one commodity we cannot replace. Always having excuses for being late is a recipe for falling below the line of responsibility and accountability. Careers have been damaged by a lack of respect for punctuality. It puts work on your fellow workers when you're not there. If 9 a.m. is the start of the day, you're late if you're not there by 8.45 a.m., in my opinion. By the time you go to the kitchen and get your coffee, go to the fountain and get your water, and talk to your neighbors about how the day went uh, uh, or the evening went uh, yesterday, it's uh, 9.30 before you're starting to make money for your employee, employer or yourself. Especially when you are the rainmaker of your income. Value your time. Seven, I wrote, maintain balance in your life. This is critical. Without balance, you may end up in burnout. And burnout doesn't benefit anybody. Think of all the aspects of your life. Think of financial, family, personal, spiritual, the social, the physical, and your career. Evaluate these seven life segments as to how you want to devote your attention to each. And here's a fun operation. Check out each one of them and see how much time you are currently spending in each of these areas. Of the 24-hour day, piece out the amount of time you spend on each one of these seven segments. You may find that how you want to spend your time is not how you're spending your time. And having your life in balance is critical. As I said earlier, without balance, you have burnout.
Number eight, be a risk taker. Welcome change. So many people are afraid of change. Being open to change um, is not going to guarantee success, but you'll have great difficulty reaching your goals if you're not open to change. Think about what you need to change in your life to be better. What habits do you have that need to be changed? And what are the habits you need to develop to be better at what you're doing or want to do? Number nine, look around every corner for opportunities for growth and development. My favorite saying, based on my life experience, is no job is too small. There are lessons at every level of your growth. I learned a lot being a, a stock boy at a Kroger's grocery store back in the Midwest. I learned great lessons being a bartender. Everything I've ever done, setting pens at a bowling alley, uh, having a newspaper route, amazing the things you can learn. Uh, I don't know if you know the term pearl diver. Well, that's the uh, term for someone that washes dishes at a restaurant. Uh, that was before they had, of course, uh, uh, machines to wash the dishes. But I learned something in every one of those jobs. No job is too small that you can't learn something from it. And number 10, don't fall victim to a th uh, the third addiction. You know, drugs, alcohol, and the need for the approval of others. That's what I call the third addiction, the need for the approval from others. Tell, I want you to understand good people, good people have lost valuable opportunities and their jobs by failing to do the hard task for fear of offending someone else. Sometimes you have to do what's right, even when it's difficult. And too many people who want to be in management have this third addiction and it makes their life pretty miserable when they have to lay somebody off or fire somebody. But don't fall victim to the third addiction. The only approval you need is yours. Your honest counsel with yourself about who you are and what you stand for and what is right. In summary, I would just say through the years, both personally and professionally, I've coached, trained, or mentored over 4,000 corporate executives mid-level management, and sales and marketing personnel. And without question, those that recognize the 10 factors I just lined up for you had great success in their lives. I believe it's critical to bring both family and team members into any discussion that in some way will affect them. Get their buy-in. It's better to get it early than to get it late. My experience is that the ability to do the difficult tasks we're confronted with daily goes more smoothly when the support team understands the mission. And finally, be open to risk and do not fear failure. I've had failure in my professional life and it wasn't fun, but without a doubt those failures were the foundation to some of my greatest successes. You learn from your failures. Failures aren't loss. Failures are part of education. Look at failure as a learning experience. If you never fail, you're probably not going to reach the goals you set, or maybe you're setting your goals too low so you can reach them.
Remember, you're okay where you are, 